nau mai ki te mata i wherewhere nei i te whanuitanga o ngā kōrero o te wā i pā ororoana i te motu. Welcome to Mata with me, Mihingarangi Forbes, brought to you by Te Māngai Pāho and the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Later we'll talk to commentators Tauhinari and Bernie O'Donnell, but first I'm joined in studio by New Zealand First candidate and the former Minister for Regional Economic Development, Shane Jones. Now New Zealand First's campaign slogan, Take Back Our Country, is focused on five key issues, taking a stand against racist separatism, fighting Australian-owned banks and the supermarket duopoly, investing in health, social services and crime uh, prevention, tax reform and taking on the gangs. They're also promising to ban trans women from women's toilets and to make English an official language of Aotearoa New Zealand. Tēnā koe, uh, Shane, nau mai haramu. Kia ora, kia ora. Good uh, to be back. Ka pai. E te tuatahi ko hinga Dan, Dan Mihaka. Dan Mihaka has passed. Do you have a reflection, a kōrero, about Dan? We first uh, encountered Dan when we were at St Stephen's School. Dame Finna bought the Matakete March in 1975, I think it was, to Tipene and Dan Mihaka was a part of that, and then he um, set off and led his own splinter march around to Tairawhiti through the East Coast. And obviously we all knew him through Waitangi, and the Mihakas are a famous whānau mm. from Tildi Tanifa, the people around um, Ohaiwai, near Kaikohe. So, nā, nui nō atu te mihi ki tēnei tōtara, i roto i te whare tapu o ngā pohi kua hinga. Uh, aha ko ngā mākenutanga, aha ko ngā tutukitanga, e mm. moi, e moi e dan moi o te atue. Tēnā koe, I certainly remember him turning up at Parliament through the late eight, uh, 90s and early 2000s, um, you know, with his different taki here and there. Um, and I also remember you in Te Kawareki on the treaty grounds when I first started calling for the government to honour the treaty. Uh, Whakamana i te reo Māori me e huatanga. What do you think your 25-year-old self would say about your policies today? <laughs> I think our saying was whakatutuki tia ngā wawato te treaty, which meant um, give effect to the aspirations of the treaty. And there were four of us, Massey Nathan, um, Joanne Falkner, Hinemore Pūriri and myself, who led a wee petition in 1978. In fact, that petition caused me to be chucked off the Governor-General's Governor residence, I think, with Dunmihaka some years later with Joe Williams skulking around the site. <laughs> I think a lot of uh, what we set out to achieve in respect of the treaty has been delivered upon. And where I've ended up parting company is the way in which the treaty has been, I feel, unhinged from its moorings. And now it's used as a justification for every inequity that befalls us as a people. And I genuinely feel that with the ideological fervour driving for <clears throat> co-governance, it has the capacity to weaken our status as a nation. And I genuinely feel that New Zealand not only has some big internal challenges, but we've got the potential Sino-American adversarialism in the Pacific. And I'm very worried about internal bickering, un undermining our capacity and our robustness as a nation. What about some of those actual inequities, though? How do we address those? They're not being addressed, and they haven't been addressed for decades and decades, if not a century. So you're talking yeah. about, you know, the, co the new kind of stuff you're talking about. But what about the actual true yeah. inequities? Without a doubt, if you look at truancy and the ongoing uh, prison statistics, these seem like a, Health, a historical... Life expectancy. Yeah, and even teenage pregnancies, uh, the mortality rate. I, I don't think you can necessarily um, expedite 
addressing them just by invoking the treaty. And what's really annoyed me is that the quality of the output and the content of the policy has not matched the rhetoric of the treaty over the last three years. So what's your solution to health inequities? Just, just let's oh, use the, that the, as The an best example. solution is frontline. And so I'm a great supporter of diverse delivery of frontline services. If you want to deal with whether, whether or not it's diabetes, whether or not it's kids not going to so school, So what is diverse delivery? What's diverse delivery? Well, if you've got, as is in the case of Kaitaia, we've got um, Tehiku Health, Hone uh, Haurawira has set up a service. Those services, so if they're So Māori-specific services? Well, those ones in Kaitaia, they service everyone. And I would say in but an area they're, like North. They're Māori services, and, and that's what's the key to them, because Māori feel comfortable to come to them, and they have relationships. But if, if you judge the quality of the service based on the outcome, that's positive. But if you pretend by invoking the name of the treaty and, dr and dredging up yet more tribunal reports, you're going to improve the quality of frontline service. I thoroughly disagree with that. Frontline service is when you can change the lives of people so that they make choices themselves to take and do better things with their lives. And you can have a thousand million Waitangi Tribunal reports, which is why I've become very cynical about the Waitangi Tribunal. Isn't the point of settlement so is that Māori can take so that Māori can take care of themselves? Yeah, the property rights settlements of which I was a part are something that uh, is an important feature of our New Zealand history. But know this from me, I am never going to agree with the new um, type of claims. Number one, a separate tax system for Tiwi Māori. Number two, self-governance. Number three, creating democracy in the main no, no, in the vein I, I, I'm of I'm just talking about the fundamental ability to be healthy and the life expectancy between Māori yep. and, it, and, it's, and it's still at 7.8 uh, for a Māori male. So, yep. And we just talked about that delivery service. And I think we're on the same page as that those Māori organisations are working. I think we're a parted company with some of the more shrill voices is that I know there's need there. I'm a part of that need. I've been very ill myself. Mm. But I've become very cynical for a small group who are invoking and dragging the treaty through legislation and pretending just by popping it into legislation we're going to improve the prospects of a working class or beneficiary class whānau in Moirawa. That's rubbish. I, I just want to move on. It's been a week of policy announcements for New Zealand First and one of them has been a policy um, has been the policy around the toilets. So talk me through the toilet policy. Well, it's less about toilets and it's more about what has happened to womanhood in New Zealand. And I'm surprised well, that women themselves... Now, I'm surprised that women themselves have allowed this virus and this narrative of trans rights to essentially trump womanhood. So you were actually in a party with Georgina Bayer, the first transgender politician. Mm -hmm. Did you express these concerns that you had to her back then? What I do you think recall, she would say about your toilet uh, policy? Dover and I knew Georgina very well. I don't ever recall Georgina calling for males to join female rugby teams or female w sports where, 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 teams where, or female where, Olympic teams. Where would, would you like Georgina to have gone to the toilet at Parliament? With, well... With, with you in Winston? Well, I, I, I've no, I no recollection of Georgina ever raising those kinds of issues for us. What well, Winston wasn't is an saying, issue for her because she was able to use the No, no, what Winston toilet. is saying, we have allowed critical gender theory to become so central and so paramount that in my view, I'm not going to waste any of my political effort on that particular issue that afflicts maybe or impacts less than 1% of the population. 
I'm here to deal with more fundamental issues that yeah, are going to change the course of the nation. Why have you got a toilet policy there if you're here to deal with well, other no, no, issues? We're responding. And, and, and it might yeah. be 1% of the population, but it's, it's one of the population who has the highest, they're, they're most at risk, they have the highest suicide policy, and you mm. are preventing them from feeling safe. Well, let's just agree to disagree. There's no shortage of people who Fair have enough. said to us that this is an issue that needs to be um, And the boys' toilets, Georgie, and the rest of you. <laughs> What's wrong with um, bilingual names? That's another. You want to you make um, New Zealand, uh, the English language um, an official language, yeah, you know, and I you want to get rid of all the yeah, bilingual names. Uh, you know, I said earlier that the frequency and ubiquity of which the language has been deployed and appended to all sorts of policies like Three Waters or even the New Water Regulator. But Mihi, I say to you, there is no corresponding improvement in the content or the quality of the service. And I actually feel that it's, it's, it, it is tokenism. I personally no longer care what is the name of an organisation and so many of our government organisations do have new names, but I want to know what the impact is. Is it going to help people make money? Is it going to cause the economy to become more productive rather than have a debate about the names? Your boss, Mr Peter, says it's not really an attack on the language. It's Instead, he was, he's pointing out a group of conceited, conniving, cultural cabal. Who are these conceited, conniving people? Can you name some? <laughs> I dare say he's referring to the small group who genuinely believe, and they're entitled to these beliefs in New Zealand, that if we festoon more of our Māori names, I presumably they're in the bureaucracy. Since I've been unemployed as a politician for three years, I don't know who they are he and what says they've done. They are elite, self appointed, self opinionated, whose purpose is the destruction of our cultural inheritance. Maybe he's talking he, about John Key when he uh, and the ACT Party and Dr. Sharple signed up for the United Nations. He's talking about real snobs. He's talking about real snobs. Do you know any? You reckon you know any? Cultural now, as conceited cabals? I tell you what I do know. The uh, frequent and ubiquitous usage of our language by people who probably don't even speak our language and giving an identity which is not reflective of its capacity to service not only Māori really but think, the broader situation. Do you really think that's who he's talking about? People well, who don't even speak I presume it. it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of faceless bureaucrats as we learnt during the COVID experience and they're unaccountable. When he says cultural inheritance is being destroyed, can you name one cultural inheritance that's been destroyed by Te Reo? Well, I think what he's responding to, and I get it a lot when I'm campaigning, whether you like it or not, there are a whole lot of folk in New Zealand, and they're probably my age up, that they just can't cope and they don't understand uh, bilingualism or they don't understand the language. Now, we may make fun of them and we may call them um, irrelevant, but they vote and they're entitled to express and have these anxieties. And we just work these things through rather than constantly trashing them, because I remind you, Nigh on one in every five New Zealanders is 65 and older, and they all vote. Is that who you're taking the country back for? No, they're entitled to reflect and express whatever anxieties they've got, just as so, uh, the rangatahi expressed who, who, them. Who are you taking the country back from? Ah, so what we're doing in that, with that slogan, which um, proved to be uh, not too dissimilar than what uh, Mr Luxon is saying, what we're doing is recovering foundational influences. And if you want to change the constitutional character of New Zealand, and I, and I, and I accept through the UN Declaration of Indigenous mm. Rights, people do want to. Like the well, treaty? Pardon? Like the treaty? No, no, the, for, for example, co-governance. Okay, let's just take that concept. And I, I agree that it comes from UNDRIP. If that's what you want, go and campaign on it. Don't sneak it through. 
for example, through the Three Waters legislation that Nanaya introduced, which was never campaigned on. If you want a contest of ideas, well, get people to vote for it. I'm not voting for it. Some, some news platforms have dug into some of the candidates on your list and, you know, and they've been described as weird and wacky beliefs. Mm. New Zealand First has been described as a coalition of the disaffected. So I looked at your Whangaparawa candidates, uh, her former party believed in chemtrails and cloud seeding. So for the record, does New Zealand First believe that climate change is real? Well, what New Zealand First believes is that each candidate brings with them a whole host of um, background experiences. Those candidates, in their view, they suffered through the autocracy of the state that was evident during COVID. Yes. And they are absolutely entitled to rail against the overreach of the bureaucracy and the state during the but COVID climate experience. climate change, is it real? Well, we need to stop talking, we need to stop the shrill inflammatory language about climate change and focus on climate adaptation. For example, so if, climate, so if, if climate change is so real and urgent, why has the law not changed to simplify and expedite the delivery of remedies to climate change, such as more clean green energy, which you won't get? For example, the Windshaw farm that the Cullen Fund is hoping to have in Taranaki, they won't get that off the ground five to eight years unless the law is changed. No party wants to change the law, therefore the urgency of climate change can't be real. Do you, okay, so it's not real? The urgency well, of it. Because so, well, you, you were the billion dollar tree minister, right? Yeah. So, so that's climate so, change dealt with through adaptation. That's right. But it's not enough. Do you believe it's enough? Do you, do you no, believe that we have to... of course we've got to, to respond to... To polluters. Of course, of course we've got to respond to volatile weather. And volatile weather is El Nino, La Nina, the changing uh, fortunes of climate. But I don't buy into this notion that we've got to hollow out the economy, close yeah. down industries to save the climate. No. First we save ourselves. Okay, well, we're, my last question to you is, do you support, does New Zealand support, support free dental care? Sorry? Free dental care, it's been thrown around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I open my mouth widely enough, you'll see I, I, I needed it when I was young. Um, dental care has been a key feature of our policy for a mm -hmm. long time. The How will you wind it in? The well, the problem I see is we no longer have both the trained personnel and there's no longer an accent. For example, when I went to school, dental care actually was a main feature of being at school at Awanui. And I think it's not only education, but it's meeting the costs, for example, of the bus that goes on a regular basis to Kaitai and Awanui, and it deals with the teeth problems of virtually everyone north of Mangamuka, irrespective of your ethnicity. Right. So we need more outreach like that where the costs are defrayed at the central I think level. you're going to get a lot of support for that. E mihi ana ki koe. Can't wait to see you next waiata hoki. Um, yes, kia ora tato. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> kia ora. Next, we'll talk to panellists, former Minister for Māori Affairs, Tauhenare, and current Labour Party member, Bernie O'Donnell. Tēnā kōrua. So, Tau, what's your reaction to um, Shane's kōrero there? Oh, um... I still think that Shane is most probably one of the most articulate um, campaigners out there. Um, but he, 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 he does have a habit of campaigning from his kitchen window. Um, he's, not the, he's not the greatest campaigner, but boy, does he spin a good yarn. In what way, do you think? Oh, it's just his, 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 his manner, mm. um, his, his education, his, his experience around the Māori world, got a great, you know, he, somewhere in his body, there's a story that, that could only be told by Shane Jones. In that particular way, you're right, he's a mm. storyteller. What did you make of some of his responses to some of those pretty 
uh, gritty kaupapa therefore te ao Māori. So I've, I've had the luxury to hear some of the stories as Toe talked about before, away from the cameras, and when the cameras are on, I, I just don't get them. Because um, he walks a te ao Māori pathway, but then his spouse is something different, which is just, just drives me crazy. So um, and just probably his, he was front and centre with Kawariki when, when, when during the, the, the claims when, when the Te Tiriti of Waitangi was failing us. So he was there mm. making sure that, that the other side of the Tiriti, making sure that that, that, that whole thing was a lie. Mm. And, and then he always says, well, I don't really agree with what's happening with um, Te Tiriti at the moment. I suppose some people think that they've done the work and anything beyond that is not probably appropriate. So, But that, is the work done? Does Even the, the early stuff or the, around inequities around health and we, education? And we, we needed the likes of Shane to break, to break down the door so we can have a proper conversation in terms of what Te Tiriti looks mm. like. Eh? And, and I think the things are, I think what, when I was listening to Shane, he's still in the space, in a, in a health space, where you're trying to fix our people up after the damage is done. The wellbeing space, the whole water space, which drives people like Winston crazy because of these new labels, talks about early intervention, eh? uses uh, the whare tapa far as mm. a, the, mm. the determinant of the whare tapa far as a guideline for us to start to intervene before our people get sick. Mm. And that's part of the Tiriti journey. So um, you were also in Parliament with um, Georgina Bayer. What do you think she would have made of his corridor around the toilet policy? Oh, most probably laughed. Um, you know, it's not. A bit, I, I just don't. I just, I just don't think it's a big issue. Well, it's a policy. Yeah, but but that's only for that's only for boomers. <laughs> you know, honestly, um, a lot of the rhetoric. It's like Bernie says. You know, um, you know what the saddest thing is is that when you're running in a general seat, you choose to bag yeah. your own people. Yeah. And that's the saddest thing. I mean, I like Shane. Do you um, think that's what he's doing here? Yeah, well, absolutely. That's what New Zealand First is yeah. doing here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I expect that from other parties. Yeah. Is it dangerous, you know, if you're Māori? Yeah, well, on a receiving oh, end? I don't think it's dangerous. I mean, I think Māori have lived in danger <laughs> ever since 1820. Yeah. Um, look. At the end of the day, I applaud people who get off their their jacksies and and do mai for their people mm. and and get results. Mm. I just I just this is wonderful. But to use your own people, yeah. you know, to to say get out of the pubs, get out of get off your nonos, mm. you know, the cousins on the on the couch. I mean, for goodness sake, the system put them there in the first place. Mm. The, we, we talked about the coalition of the disaffected, and he said everyone's allowed to have um, their facade, or they've all, you yep. know, had pain yep. and they've been felt like they've been oppressed and stuff. Do you buy that cordial though? Like how they're going to pull it together when oh, they get I into do, parliament? I, I do because that's the essentials of a democracy, where you can actually stand up and say what you believe. But do you think if they get into the house and into a coalition, that they will be? that Winston will be taking those concerns from some of those No, groups? he's not always... If they do, he's not... He's certainly not going to be the, the standard bearer of the loony bin. You know, honestly. Um, at the end of the day, what, what Winston is doing and what New Zealand First is doing is trying to garner um, as, as much bycatch as possible yeah. so that they can get to the 5%. Um, I still think the jury is out. Last night's poll says they're out. Um, uh, some people... You mean the jury or Labour? 
or a Labour government? Oh, um, New Zealand first, right. actually. Um, look, when it comes to uh, the total vote on election day, I, I still believe that we are, we are not any closer to, uh, to picking up, uh, to picking uh, who wins. What's happening with Labour there, Bernie? Because um, it's, you know, even the leaders losing support. I just want to go back quickly if I yes, can. Yes, go. You know, for, for generations now, our whānau takatāpui have been invisible, mm. really. And, and when I listen to Shane's sort of approach on it, it's very much his Anglican background, and we've been westernised. The churches have decided it's his and her and it's nothing else. We're in an o-year koe space now. And we have to understand is that part of what we're trying to do in terms of making our people well is start to recognise them and acknowledge them with their own mana. I just want to say that, yes, it's been hard for Labour. We, we, um, we haven't helped ourselves. We've, felt we've fallen all over each other, all over the place. We've had issues, as you know, and, and really we've been a little bit distracted in terms of what the real purpose of, of the next few months are about. It's about telling our people why we're still important and reminding our people of the things that we've done mm. to, to be able to have another term. It's always going to be difficult having a third term as Tonos. He's been around the tracks for ages. So it's a, it, was, it was going to be a, a, got, a challenge You've got anyway. the likes of Tama Pōtaka, um, who seems to be pr presenting yeah. himself as the Māori yeah. uh, development spokesperson, having a good swing at Labour, talking about their inability to build houses. Um, yeah. But 63 built. I mean, was, is, does National have a better record? I like Tama, he's a good man, but he only tells half the story. What he doesn't talk about in terms of the housing space is that we inherited a sector that was just destroyed. Most of the schools that we have in terms of the building sector had gone overseas. There was nothing. And so we had to rebuild that, build its capability and the capacity through its apprenticeship schemes. Um, we've also had to endure two, once in a generation, twice in a generation, um, weather bombs, if you like, mm. and we had two years of COVID. And we've got to remember also, we had to rebuild our communities that, that suffered from the flooding. I've got to give Tau a turn yeah, back. Of course, but, but I, I think it's important to know is that uh, we're on track, but the, the, it's the things that have stopped us from pro progressing is the point, and, and, and Tama doesn't tell the whole story. Kapai, just on Tama, because the National has, um, well, decently placed, Tama Potaka Hare Te Hipango and Henu Rewa Te Hau. What do you make of the list? It's a list. Okay. I mean, honestly, um, if you if you really wanted but to. But if we are going to have a change of government, it's likely that one yeah, of those okay, three. Okay, so going to well, be they've got a couple of Maoris. They've always had a couple of Maoris. But they're going to be rolling out the de Maori development plan. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it. I mean, I, I shouldn't um, be so blase about it because I was in there, and I didn't I didn't roll out a Maori development policy. Um, so I I I I, I should watch my P's and Q's. But look, I, I feel sorry for Labour mm. because of, the, of, of the, the, the crappy stuff that they were not in control of mm. uh, that has happened, and I go right back. But, hey, at the end of the day, Labour, and I think they're suffering from it, they had a majority in the House mm. and they could have done anything they wanted to um, and they chose uh, some things to do and some things not to do. Was it a mistake not to pass a wealth tax when they could? Oh, mate, they had an opportunity. I mean, I, I've, I've never been a fan of, um, of capital gains tax uh, because I just think it's stealing people's money. But then when you need money mm. and, and the country needs money, um, that's the next cab off the rank and they should have done it. And, and I think that would have been a hell of a lot better than just, you know, 
two cents on 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 a lettuce. Mm. Um, the Te Pāti Māori also had their list out, and they've got at number four and very. I mean, if if Te Pāti Māori gets the numbers this this uh, election, she might be, and it's Hana who um, Hana Maipi. She's twenty. Cool. What do you She's got a double barrel thing. Aroha mai, Hana. But yeah, what do you think about that? Is, is it like future proofing? Yeah, I, I think um, we need to protect our rangatai. They need to be allowed to be rangatai, first mm. and foremost. If you introduce her to that, that in, in the, the Timuro Jahi, that politics brings with it, then just make sure that you've, you've wrapped around the support around her for, able, for her to be able to voice her views and to articulate. 15-year-olds go to the Second yeah, exactly. World War. Yeah. I mean, a 20-year-old? They're pretty grown up by twenty mm. these days. I mean, and also. Are you excited by her about it? Hell yeah! I think it's. I think it's great. So, uh, uh, this this election, I'm not specifically looking at policies. I'm looking at the. Wow, that's cool. You know what it yeah. looks like, mm. or what what it could look like. Mm. I mean, I still think, the time we get to the the day before the election, I'm still picking a hung parliament. So let's talk about because both the Greens and ACT are holding their numbers. What's going on there? Oh, they, uh, you know, act, like I've said on uh, hundreds of times, they've done what they needed to do, is concentrate on their mm. Is their biggest people. threat New Zealand first? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Because I actually think, and this is why Luxon hasn't ruled New Zealand first out, is he would rather work with Winston mm. than with David. Really? Yeah, I absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... Um, if you were sitting in Luxon's Why? seat, Why would you? What, because look at the nut job. I mean, oh, well, one nut job to another, <laughs> um, New Zealand First and, and Act. Um, I'd rather, I, I would rather work mm. with Winston because Winston is able to manoeuvre and pivot. It doesn't look like uh, David could do that. Has Labour got it in them to pull it back? Yes, they do. How? Um, one of the biggest problems is compla voter complacency. If we can get our people out to vote, how do you do that? Well, we that's can the never thing. So it. we need to sell the messages that we that the, all the achievements we've done on the six, the, the previous two terms of government. I, I just uh, and I think unless we just got to get out somehow, we've got to mobilise our people to go out and vote. And I think we can get across the line. Obviously, we're going to be working with with the Greens, just like National Act will be Labour Greens. I, I would suggest, um, in the climate change and what we've experienced over the last. 12 months or should be enough for those numbers to be solid as well. Um, out of 10, how did you think Matua Shane's uh, Waiata went, his TikTok? <laughs> did you watch it? Oh, look, look, yeah, I was looking for something to, um, to, to laugh at and I found it. <laughs> out of 10? Well... Would you, would you, would you win one of the... Listen, no, I would, uh, seven out of ten, but the results are something like 300,000 followers I'm hearing. Uh, can I argue um, with that? He'd be having Although the last I'm laugh, I'm not sure surely. Te Hamua and Mātai would let him in Humai Te Paki Paki. <laughs> Tēnā kōrua. Humai Te Tangi Tangi. Humai Te TikTok. Tēnā kōrua. Tēnei te mihi, ki aku manuhiri tuārangi, ki te puna whakatongarewa, me te māngai pāho hoki. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a fortnight. Nō mai.